You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. As Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Andrew is a very appealing character. I'm not sure if anybody could imagine the church and the gospel story without Peter or Mary, the mother of Jesus. We couldn't imagine that. Or Mary Magdalene, really, as well. But at least here in Magdala. I don't think if somebody said, let's take out Andrew, anybody would notice. Because this is the kind of guy Andrew was. He was very low-key, behind the scenes, and you don't see him. But without Andrew, we wouldn't have Peter, and probably a lot of others as well. Stephen, the first martyr, was a Greek, Stephanos. It's a Greek name. How did he come to Jesus? We don't know the answer exactly, but we know that the first Greeks were brought to Jesus by Andrew. They asked Philip, and Philip went to Andrew, because Andrew was more an insider. We just read this passage from the fourth chapter of Matthew. The first two chapters of Matthew are about the infancy Gospels. Chapter 3 is John the Baptist. Chapter 4, the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan, the temptations. He comes to Galilee, and right away he's calling the disciples. If we go to John's Gospel, we see that among the very, very first who met Jesus were Andrew and John. It's very possible that Andrew was older than Peter. It's not, I won't say it's certain. It's a good chance that he's older than John. John is the one who outlives them all. So maybe Andrew was kind of that leader who was going with John the Baptist and bringing John with him. And so in a certain sense, maybe Andrew is actually the very first of the 12 apostles in a way. And yet, His name is not mentioned in Mount Tabor. It's Peter, James, and John. Going into the resurrection of the daughter of Jairus is Peter, James, and John. Going up to Mount Tabor is Peter, James, and John. Where's Andrew? It's not mentioned. But when it comes to feeding the 5,000 and Jesus saying, who's going to help here? The only one that has a positive answer is Andrew. And he says, well, there's a boy here with five loaves and two fish. He notices a possibility, but then he said, of course, that won't work because there's too many people. But you see, he's a little bit in the background and he's making connections. As soon as he found Jesus in John's gospel, he brings his brother to Jesus. He's a very interesting guy. 
He, he gets it. He gets it very clearly in John's Gospel, the account with John and Andrew going to spend the afternoon with Jesus. And they come back saying to Peter, we found the Messiah. And what did they understand in the first encounter? They had a real encounter with Jesus here at the Sea of Galilee. How long did it take them? One afternoon. It was a grace. It was a grace. It was surely a grace. But this grace is there, you know. And it works. Another detail is that they were, once the, at once, they left their nets. So they're ready to go. They're not holding on to the world, to their business, to their boats, to their nets. And they were actually just going to fish. And they said, Jesus, wait a minute, let me fish. I have one coming. No, at once they left. Interesting disposition of heart and soul. A readiness to recognize the Messiah in a time when many people were confused. They want a political Messiah. They want this and that. And they really had to receive the grace that Jesus is the Messiah. And they went immediately and followed him. Also, we see two brothers working together. Sometimes brothers have a hard time working together. Can happen. It's a good relationship, a good family relation. And we know them by the name of their father, Simon Bar-Jonah. Jonah, you know, the prophet Jonah, with all his issues. But they, they have a family. There's a connection. And then when Jesus calls Peter and James and John, they leave their family also and come. So these are relatively healthy situations, healthy relationships, a strong spiritual search and desire. And then once they get it, they're in, all in, totally in. This is very beautiful. And the significance is really uh, amazing, huge. It's the beginning of the Gospels. And we know that the, the, gospel, the church, we couldn't have the church and we couldn't have the scriptures without the apostles. And there's a reason for that because there's a messianic expectation in that time of the Second Temple. And part of the messianic expectation is expressed in bringing together the 12 tribes. So this is a sign that's pointing. So many things Jesus does are signs pointing, opening the eyes of the blind, the lame walking, the deaf hearing. He's restoring the capacity. A little girl being raised up, an old woman bleeding, being healed. These are all life-giving signs that are bringing the people back into life, gathering the 12 tribes, very important sign. And that's one of the major purposes of the 12. Normal rabbis, I think, had either five or seven disciples, like the standard classical model. But Jesus had 12. It was different than what the normal rabbi had as his own little school of immediate followers and helpers. So this was interesting sign. And that's, Andrew is one of the 12. He's willing to be a team player. He doesn't have to be the captain. Doesn't have to be the most famous one. He is one of the 12. He's a supporter. He's a connector. He's watching to solve problems. He's, and he's very, that humility carries across in the tradition we have of how he was crucified, that he didn't want to be crucified like Jesus was crucified. Also, Peter wanted to be upside down. There was something special about these two brothers. Peter was crucified upside down because he didn't feel worthy to be crucified like Christ. And Andrew was crucified in the form of an X because he didn't want to be in a cross like Jesus because the cross was like Jesus was so special. 
So there we see something very, very uh, authentic about their capturing the gift that was in Jesus and the consequence it had for their lives and how they responded. And what happened after this is we have the church. Because these guys listened to Jesus, received the gift he gave them, and they handed it on to the others. This was their job. These are the connection. There's no way to get historically to the person of Jesus except through these guys. And then they're the source of the gospel. We don't have a gospel card to Andrew. Uh, but he tells the story, and all the 12 of them do. And the church is built on them. And then John's Revelation, book of Revelation, has the heavenly Jerusalem coming down and some 12 foundation stones with the names of the 12 apostles. The foundation of the church is the 12 apostles. This is very interesting. And sometimes it's left out, or sometimes through partial interpretations of the scriptures, it's missed. But there's a great mystery here. And the mystery there, they didn't hand around um, videos of Jesus. They didn't hand around books of Jesus. They spoke. And this is the core of the transmission of the faith. And Paul talks about it today. And there's another text of Paul about this also. But it's also part of the core of the style of life of the chosen people. Listen. The Lord your God is Lord alone. Listen. The word listen. And listen is very close. And also in language in German it's hören. Gehören, gehorchen. Listen, my dad would say to me, you're not, you don't hear me. Well, I could hear him, but I didn't want to do what he said. <laughs> so I was, I was hearing but not listening. I was, didn't want to listen. <laughs> you, know? you know, you have those moments, teenager moments. And this listening, this hearing is about interior obedience. It's about the will to accept the will of authority, and the ultimate authority is God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. To listen to this word made flesh, to get it, and to transmit it. And how will they not, how will they hear if there's nobody speaking? And who's going to speak if nobody is sent? And Jesus is still looking for people to send. Isaiah said, send me, I'm ready. And it seems like Andrew was like this. Send me, I'm ready. There's a huge mission to do in the world today. And Jesus says, you, send me, I am ready. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook. Facebook.